Welcome. I hope you enjoyed the conversation you're about to witness between me and another comedian. These are conversations I'm calling disorganized religion. God bless. And for any atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. There is hope for you today. Come to Jesus, he is the way. Then when I got to the point where I... um, where I learned things that I was told that were different than what I was taught. It was yeah. very jarring to me. It was very... Of course. It was like when my, you know, for my mom, for me to find out, not from my mom, but from someone else, that my dad wasn't my dad. I have this thing where if you lie to me for a certain amount of time, it's really tough for me to trust you of on course. anything. Yes. And, I mean, if it damaged my relationship with my mom, learning yeah. about that, it was definitely going to damage my relationship with the church, yeah. learning that things were not how I was told that they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it just Well, and I do think there difficult. is somewhat of a generational shift with that. I, th- I mean, it's the theme I'm called getting Called the from, internet. Well, In sure. some respects. Like, you, at some sure. point, you have to... But even before the internet, I mean, I was taught about Joseph Smith with the hat and the rocks. Like, that never came as a yeah. surprise to me. I, I, you I, know, I, my parents were very open about this with see, me. And, and uh, my wife, I think, experienced the same thing at the same age she's she's my age um and but she grew up in utah and so she she wasn't as taken aback by that or the polygamy thing and i was like we were not told that at all yeah right like at all and so again that and i I have a friend my same age who's left the faith because of this right like feeling like there were secrets and yeah betrayed well, there were things you know? like there were other things that shook me a little bit too, uh, like the the Mark Hoffman stuff was very difficult for me to reconcile. Again, when it comes down to discernment, so there were things elaborate on the Mark Hoffman. These so, are the so documents. Mark, Mark Hoffman was a forger. Yeah, that um, this is murder among the Mormons. Mor- murder among, if you haven't um, seen that the Netflix documentary, yeah, if you want a great metal band name. Yeah, <laughs> and more, yeah, it's fantastic. I saw them at uh, Ozfest, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he forged documents. He, for, and he sold document them to the forger, church. Essentially, he, he would sell them to a lot of people. The historical documents. What he, what he found was a really, really ready audience in the church. He's yeah, like, they course. love these things, especially if I can make them sound real bad. You know, if right. I make, if I, if I make these things sound really like damaging, yeah. the church will buy them, and they did. They yeah. bought. They, they spent a lot of money buying things like the Salamander Letter. And right. I don't remember all the details of the Salamander Letter. No, the, so again, going back to what I said about not being a good proselytizer, yeah. I went through this phase where I consumed everything. And, yeah. And, and then at some point, I just let most of it go. I wa- I was like, I don't because I don't need the information. So I'm not the biggest uh, scholar on all oh, of it you, anymore. You mean just facts in, in terms you're of like, like knowledge. Yeah, facts I, about yeah. I, walked, I see what you're I walked away from a lot of, so that yeah. I ke- I couldn't even quickly recount all the things necessarily to you that bothered me because yeah, sure. I don't sit down with you going. My goal is to show it. it's not my <laughs> no, goal. Of course. And so a lot of it, I just was like, it just washes out of me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But things like there, there was a document called the Salamander Letter that, uh, again, the church paid for to put in a in in the vaults, so right. that they're like we to want never to talk about, about this, again. This looks real. This looks real awful, and yeah. that stuff bothered me. It was bothersome to me that yeah. you know that a um, you know you've got Gordon Hinckley who is 
part of purchasing these. Yeah. And and at no point, uh, you know, does the Lord tap on the shoulder and be like, this is, this is BS. You yeah, know, you should let it go. Don't, let that one go. That one's, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll help you with some counter evidence later. Right, right. Um, and then the idea that if you did find damaging stuff to hide it is bothersome. To, it was bothersome to me. It just yeah. it disturbed me. Yeah, and and then Mark Hoffman, when you get into mur- murder among the Mormons, and this has very little to do with the Mormons at this point, but that story is fascinating. It is where he, in order to cover his tracks, he starts bombing people. He yeah. starts leaving pa- uh, package bombs. Yeah, Why? kills some people around the Wasatch area. Right. right, has one blow up in his on his in his own car. Yeah, um, he ended up being cellmates with um, uh, one of the Lafferty brothers. Oh, is that right? He was. A, he was. A, they may. Wow. Maybe cellmates to this day. Yeah. Uh, so he was a cellmate for years with. I don't remember if it was Don or, or Dan or Ron Lafferty. Right. Um. They were cellmates. Jeez. Crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. So theologically, for you, what was? I I understand that you might not yeah. kind of recall everything. Yeah. You know, because you talk, you talked about a shelf. I've heard this analogy, yeah. and it's referenced in Under the Banner of Heaven. You put it on the shelf. You put you know it's, right. It's the like, idea is here's as, a here's a disturbing thing. I'm going to put it on that shelf. Right. As you live the gospel, you yeah. encounter things that you question, yeah. wonder, doubt. You put it on a shelf and wait for the answer. Yeah. Right. And I've talked to friends who are like, my shelf just got too heavy, and I you know I walked away. Yep. So what was my shelf broke is usually what they you know eventually <laughs> yeah, it's like you yeah, put too many yeah. things on a shelf and it and it collapses. Right. Yeah. So and I the... set the Krakauer book on there, and it was like, bam! I was like, did I not use? I didn't. Did I? Did I use that? I used that. I used that like sticky tack stuff to put yeah. up a shelf. That's no, stupid. No, How you got to I... find the studs, the two by fours, really drill in there. Um, so, what was maybe the biggest? Do you remember the biggest? Or so I really struggle hard with um, polygamy and uh, polygamy of underage polygamy okay. because again. I do think, for me personally, yeah. I do think Joseph's actions are responsible for modern-day fundamentalism. Yeah. And I think that the abuses sure. that took pl- take place currently under guys like Warren Jeffs and that, those yeah. don't exist without somebody setting that in motion you know, a long, long time ago. And, yeah. and you set that system up. So I don't think you can stay... I don't think your hands can be clean of it, is, is how I feel about it. You're the one who set this in motion. Now there's these... So much abuse in yeah, of course. But you don't think there could be plumbers. like a good a good model of it, and then it's twisted. I don't think that the model was good at the time. Yeah, with what I read, um, I don't think it was good then. Uh, yeah. I think I'm not. It's not that I'm saying I'm not judging. If there is, if there, if there is a polygamous family, a dude, three wives, a wife, three dudes. If they are making it work. Yeah, I'm not gonna king shame them. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, if yeah, they yeah, legit yeah. can make that system work, I feel the same way about them right. that I do about gay marriage. Yeah, I think it's yeah. not. You know, it's not really my concern as long <laughs> as, as long no as one's being abused. There's love and no abuse. No abuse. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have. I don't have a problem with it in that respect. Yeah, I have a problem with the way that it's practiced most often. Sure. Which is really abusive to kids. And again, that's a. Yeah. That's sort of. That was a big shelf breaker, I think, for me because as a kid of abuse anyway, to see so much abuse in that culture, yeah, it's very tough for me to want to let someone off the hook Yeah, that um, I think their actions, whatever reason they took them for, kind of helps to create the system under which these kids are being abused. Yeah. No, that's, that's totally so understandable. So it's a pet it's a pet issue in a way for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's fair. So that's that, totally that, fair. that was a big one. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I guess for me, my understanding about polygamy is that there, there, mm-hmm. that Joseph Smith wasn't abusing anybody. 
Yeah, I, you know, he but, married some underage right, girls. Right, but as I understand it, and, you yeah. know, who knows? Yeah. At this point, fair enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's this idea that there were different marriages performed at the time of Joseph Smith polygamy, where he wasn't having sex with underage girls. But it's also in the 1800s. So what is, you know... But even in the 1800s, that's the other other thing I heard a lot, too, was like, it's a different time. And then I started doing research on the marriage age at the time, and it wasn't typically 14. No. (laughs) Like, it really wasn't. It was still closer to... 17, right, 16, 16 17, 17. Yeah. most of them were right. that way. Right, but my I understanding think, is he wasn't having sex with, you know, I think there's yeah, one documented not, marriage my with the 12, of it, but, but... Yeah, I, right. I, I have a, yeah, some of the journals and stuff, it just depends on who is talking about it at a given point in time. And that's yeah. the thing, is that so many of those journals at this point are at least, uh, they have been digitized and are yeah. available for a lot of that that information that, you know... I, I also, right. you know, I have an issue with the fact that I don't think Emma was really on board with it either. Yeah. I think that that's a problem for me. Um, yeah. If it's if it's of God, then I think that and and the way that it's taken care of in terms of scripture of like yeah, it's pretty. Tough. It's a little rough. I have yeah, trouble yeah, yeah. with, and it, that's it, fair. It's kind of right. A, that's fair. It's got like this sort of you know. There's an Old Testament feel to it. There's a yeah. There's an Old Testament. There's an angel yeah. with a flaming sword, and if you don't, you know that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell them to go away. Right. Um, right. I don't know. In, yeah, yeah no, that's in, fair. So that's now, totally yeah, fair. I respect that. Yeah, I can respect and that. And I respect the fact that, you know, again, I, this is this starts to tread on territory where it's like, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it either. And so I get a yeah. little, I start to get a yeah, little yeah, yeah. like, how much do I say? How much do I not say? Right. I came to the conclusions I came to and I feel good about them. Yeah. I'm like, son of perdition, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I would go that far. No, I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't know. Everybody kind of lands on their own, like, here's what I'm comfortable with, and here's where I land, and I get it. Well, you and I both have the same perspective, which is in the sense of we're all just trying to make it and be nice to each other. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get to that point, that's what we should be focusing on right now. I I totally agree. You know? And that probably means me coming back to church, right, for, you you know. I mean, that would be best. Yeah, for all of us. I feel like I've made this one of the least funny episodes of your podcast already. Like, there's. I don't know that that's true. I feel like. uh, I think there's a lot of dark humor. I think, yeah, there is Um, some dark humor. Powerfully informative. And I also think, is it informative as a non norm? Because I I do. No, I've just been sitting back watching you guys go at it, and I'm like, fight, 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 fight. Uh, and I do wonder about it because, like, it's yeah. as I listen to you interview someone who was in Scientology, I'm like, okay, that's informative for all of us because you're learning about him, he's right. learning about you, right? And here we are, we're both just kind of like frost nixing it, you know, like well, we're just like staring each other down, like who's gonna blink? I, I mean, I find this look to to be truly, yeah, candid about this. Yeah, this is, I think, the conversation that most of my listeners struggle to have. Oh yeah, but should have. And this is what I respect about what you're doing. The you knew coming in here who I am. I yeah. know coming and in you here know who, who you are. Right. So the fact that you'll have this conversation is, I think, it's laudable in, yeah. in terms of like you can either have the conversation or not. But shying away from the conversations doesn't do anybody any right any good either. Well, and we can't come into the, you can't. I, I'm not coming into this conversation to convince you to come back to church. No. Nor are you coming in no. trying to convince me out. And not I at think all. that's the key. And I hope that that comes through to people who are listening because I'm sure you have people who are listening who are who are LDS that yeah. um, 
is that I don't know what the right term is now. It's not LDS, is it? Yeah. Is it LDS I, right I, now? You know, I <laughs> I don't remember. I'm 100% in it and I think it's You're confused too? Well, it's just like there's what, some what man, does it matter? There's some minutiae that's changed lately. Yeah. I will say that there's some the, the I will real say, I tell name. you where I'm I tell you where I'm jealous of you. Two yeah. hour church. That is nonsense, I man. Know. That is you three? are you are a lucky Yeah. I mean, Lucky we all sucker. lived through the three hours. All of my Mormon yeah, life? Of course. Of all course. My, now it's two, of, baby. Yeah, yeah. You got out you, at the wrong you time. You guys are <laughs> soft Mormons. Yeah. Well, see, I feel that way about being a Mormon who's moved to California. Because mm-hmm. you talked about Prop 8. I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. And I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I mean, that's a really tough position to be put in. So you grew up in Utah. Grew up in Utah. Okay. Yeah. Where in Utah? Uh, Orem. So you grew up in Orem. Okay. Mm-hmm. My wife grew up in Sandy. Okay. Um, and so... So for those who don't know Utah geography, Orem is right next to Provo. They're basically the same city. Provo is where Brigham Young University, the real one, is. <laughs> you, uh, you're trying to push my buttons. <laughs> I was going to say Orvo and Sandy said like two old Mormon ladies. Right. Yeah. Sandy Orvo is... Sandy. Sandy's yeah. about halfway between Provo and Salt Lake. Yeah. So, and... Um, uh, yeah. My wife graduated from BYU. Yeah, the real one. The, the real one. Yeah. Uh, she graduated from she graduated from Ricks and then from BYU. Um, uh-huh. But um, uh, what was I talking about? Why do we? Oh, I asked where you grew up. Uh, yeah, okay. where I grew up. Right. So, in terms of that, in moving to Cal, when did you move to California? In 2017. Okay, so you've only been here. I've only five been here five years. years. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you have you changed? Do you do you see yourself as having changed? I mean, philosophically at all since you moved, or were you? I don't know. Or were you drawn to California because you had some differences philosophically? My, my wife and I were drawn out of Utah for for those philosophical okay. reasons. You know, so so let the record show. I didn't ask about your wife, so uh, yeah, you, yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not prodding no, on her story, right? No, no, no. no. We we both had the same sort of mentality mm-hmm. about some of the issues with Utah, mm-hmm. which is we both you know essentially grew up in a very monogamous ideology. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's just one perspective. Right. And if you are uh, outside of that perspective, it's un- like it doesn't make sense. So we need to stay away. Right. Like. So we both were like, we want to raise kids outside of that because people who smoke are not bad people. Mm-hmm. They might be doing something we don't agree with, but that doesn't make them bad. Right. right. That's the same ideology I have about homosexuality, about people who drink about people who do drugs, like all of that. We all yeah. have something. And if they do all those things at the same time. They're a fun time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good time. Yeah. That's a good time. I mean, we all yeah, have baby. things that we do that are not great. Yeah. And that, to me, is where we're all equal. So why would I judge someone else as a bad person for just doing a different bad thing than the one thing I'm doing? You like, know what I mean? Well, I mean, along those lines, so when we moved to Castaic, there was uh, there were a couple options for schools, and we were sending our kids to a particular school um, called Live Oak, and and there were a lot of people that asked us. They go, "Why are you sending your kids there?" And we're like, yeah. "That's that's where we live by." They go, "Well, you can you can probably get them into the other schools." Yeah, we're like why wouldn't we? And they go, "Well, that's where Valverde kids go, you know, which is uh, much more Hispanic. Like yeah. a lot of uh, you know, English is a second language kids. Yeah, so they're going to be behind." And there was they were they would yeah. say it under things like being behind but there was hints of racism they sure. just were of like you're not going to send your kids to school with all the hispanic kids are you right. and i was like i'm okay they didn't say hispanic no yeah. they they said mexican yeah of course they did <sighs> <laughs> you're just going to cut that one part out you're going to you're going to cut that one part and put it on twitter and be like yeah. jeff's like mexican mexican no. right, just on a loop um 
There's nothing so, wrong with being no, Mexican. There's, there's not. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> we have it here, folks. Yeah. Tons of things wrong with being Mexican. <laughs> so there's just certain connotations. I just remember thinking about that. I was like, I'm right. fine with my kids <laughs> having some diversity in the school. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not trying to send them to this homogenous experience. Right. I want them to meet other people and other cultures and other yes. things. And yes. The same reason I was glad that I didn't grow up in in Utah because to me, I lived in Utah for a year. I lived in Rexburg, Idaho for about a total of four years. Yeah. And it was really hard for me as a just a full blown. I believe. Yeah. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Chase was singing that. I loved it when she was doing that. When she's singing <laughs> the Book of Mormon, she's got a good voice. She does, and it was. I was so like, this helps. is the best. Yeah. Um, I was full blown believing, and I was like, I don't like living here. Yeah. I don't. This doesn't feel good yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my wife and I both sort of grew up looking forward to getting out. Yeah. And raising kids outside yeah. of Utah. So I don't know that my ideology or, or philosophy has necessarily changed, but yeah. I definitely feel more at home here. I have changed a lot since I moved to California. Yeah. Um. I. I think it's hard not to. Yeah, you just meet too many people. Well, that that's so like, that's a great stay bigoted or stay yeah narrow minded. Like I, you're so many. I mean, this podcast alone, we've talked to people. Yeah, I grew up in a tiny, tiny little white people town, right, right amongst corn. Yeah, right. I never would have met all these people and yeah. all these stories. Yeah, it's impossible not to change me. It is, and it's because exactly that, Travis. It's it's that experience of. Um, it's easy to dislike, distrust, uh, whatever, somebody that you don't know because yeah. they're a cartoon in your mind. They're a villain. And oh, yeah. it's easy to make a cartoon villain out of somebody if you right. don't get to know them as a person. And that was one of the things that happened for me. I mean, I grew up very, 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 very conservative about all of these issues. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is all, you know, these are sins and this is that. And then the longer I was here, all of a sudden I'm, I'm working. And what I found in California pretty quickly was like, like I felt pretty cons- I felt uh, pretty liberal at church and I felt pretty conservative at work. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was like at church yeah. I feel like they're like what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. For and sure. then at, at work they're like uh, what's wrong this, with this dick, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, he believes yeah, yeah. all these things. But the thing is all of a sudden I'm working for the first time with um with Jewish people. I'd never met a Jewish person that sure. I knew of yeah. growing up. Yeah. I was working with gay people for the first time. And the longer I got to know them the more I was like I don't think anything that they're doing honestly represents any sort of threat to what I'm doing. I just don't. Sure. Believe, I, eventually, I got to where I was like, I don't believe it anymore. And there are people who want to love another person. Yeah. And to deny that, I try to put myself in their shoes. I'm, I am pretty good at this point in life of going, what is it like to be in their shoes? Yeah. What is it like? And I can do the same thing with you. What is it like to be in, in your shoes, even knowing what I know about you? And Right. And I... I spent a lot of time thinking about that in these situations and and going, if I were in their shoes, what would I want to do? And what would yeah. I want the opportunity to do? And it wouldn't be to feel ashamed of who I am all the time. And again, right. as someone who lived a lot of right. shame because of being abused, yeah, um, I know what that feels like. And I know what it feels like to be shamed into uh, silence or whatever. And right. so... The idea that if I were if I were gay, I would want to find someone else that I loved, and I'd want to spend my life with them the way that I spent my life with my wife. Right, and that's probably called a marriage to me. So, right, it's a, in in instances of being able to have the right to visit them in the hospital and not, yeah. you know, and death benefits or health insurance or, um, 
you know, just all those sorts of things. They're people. And yeah. at the end of the day, I think that um, the way we treat other people is more important to me than it is than it is what religion I am or what religion someone else is. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of where I land. Yeah, and that's fair. And you know, at the end of the day, if we're all going to die and have our own little planetary system, why do you care what I'm doing on my planet? You know what I mean? Right, well, right. Look, if get you out don't, of my planet. Well, the no, 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 no. no. If you don't planet. live right, you don't get a planet. Well, and yeah. let's just be fair and Listen, honest about to this. To be honest, the planet build, the planet making thing freaked me out because I, I took wood shop in high school and I sucked. <laughs> you like I would, I it's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. That is flat. No, no, no. I made a birdhouse that just wouldn't stand up, and I was like, "There's no way. There's no way I'm going to be good at planet making and people making. If I have to make people, but you did make people. And if you made a planet with your, if you made a birdhouse with your wife, it would have stood. Yeah, not a lot of thought went if, if I if I hired a contractor to make our birdhouse, I would. That's how I would go about. Pl- I would go about planet building. The I think same there's way. a lot of delegation. I would. I would go about planet building the same way that I go about any home improvement task. I'd sure. Like, Can you call somebody? You hire a guy. Uh, yeah, I got. Yeah. yeah, I'm saving. I've been saving <laughs> well, for a while. Have someone come work I on mean, our look, kitchen. In all fairness, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother had Jesus. Yeah. And all of us make the earth. Yeah. So they outsourced. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, normally I would do uh, what's the deal with Mormons with you, but you totally No, no, tell me understand. what's the deal with Mormons. Yeah. Well, just a question for me. I've been Let's grilling see. you, so what question Gosh. do you have for me? I don't know. It's a good, That's a good question. Why of... am I still in Mormonism? Because my life has been easy. So, Because um, you weren't abused. Yeah. I mean, that that's helps. a big part of it. Yeah. Well, and I, again... I uh, haven't had a lot of negative experiences with priesthood leaders. I yeah. totally understand. Yeah. People who come... You know, I talk to friends like... I get that. You yeah. know, I, I can appreciate and respect. Yeah. Hey, if I'd had these experiences, <laughs> might change I wouldn't be in it. Yeah. I might get change, that. It might change your perspective. It, yeah. Yeah. And I can appreciate that if someone doesn't have those sorts of negative experiences or grew up being told particular things and, and was like, I can, I can believe that, that I can have right. faith in that. And uh, I can see, <clears throat> you know, why. idealistically, right. My head, mm-hmm. just to be totally honest, is like, I would hope I would look past the sure. imperfections of the people running the church yeah, to the but then truth. there were so many. I know. You know I what know. I mean? I totally understand. But well, it's like, and again, look I, at the I, truth of the gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just didn't. Here's, yeah. at the end of the day, Seth, I think the thing that I came to realize was, um, for me personally, I had spent so much of my life trying to earn a next life. That yeah. was so much of my life and yeah, yeah, so yeah. much of what I was taught. I was spending so much of my time going... How, what do I do now to earn a next life that I wasn't right. living this life? Yeah, I wasn't. And 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 I'm talking. Sure. When I'm talking about, I'm talking about even things like comedy. Yeah, I wanted to be a com a comic straight out of high school. I had so uh, I my discovery was com- of comedy was first Bill Cosby. I know that's not a, a great one today, but that my yeah. grandpa my grandpa Tough had for you had too. His yeah, ta- tapes. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Tougher now. Um, yeah. But I thought he was a brilliant storyteller, and I was like, I want to I mean, do that. I the thing is, he is. He is. Yeah, he was a brilliant storyteller. He is. And I loved storytelling. And, yeah. then, I, and then I found albums by uh, a couple of my favorite comics, Emil Phillips, Stephen Wright. And oh, I, yeah. I memorized those albums when I was 16. Wow. Yeah. I memorized them, and then I would get asked to... To redo like, them, no, plagiarize I would, I, them. I would get asked to like yeah. host things at church oh, or sure. at that at school, like a, a Daffodil Princess Festival, and I would do bits from like I was a cover band. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, other people play Hotel California. Yeah, like I can sure. do, 
emo's bit about his brother choking, you know, and yeah. go to the library. And I thought <laughs> yeah. they were, and people would be like, those are funny, but I feel like I've heard of them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you and have. I, I would never act like it was my material. Right. I didn't know what stealing from other comics meant at the time. <laughs> I just knew I wanted to do that. Yeah. But one of the things that stopped me is everything, every time I talked about wanting to be an actor or a comic, yeah. I would get told by so many people how light my, oh, brother. Yeah. Like, that's not, the, comedy clubs are not for right. us. It's not a place where we're supposed to be. Yeah. It's not. And so again, so many things were, to me, shame-based. Yeah. You can't do this because you should be ashamed of feeling that way. And you can't. Yeah. And, and there was so much of, Interesting. you won't do these things that you have a passion for because you want to go to heaven. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but what happened to wanting to really appreciate and live the things in this particular life? Right. So that's kind of where I've landed. Of like, yeah, no, I got tired fair. of I got tired of working for the next thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's fair, and that's right. That's kind of where I landed. No, I get that. I mean, I I get I've sort of gotten the. Uh, um, no one's ever like been direct with me about it, but there's a in my mind a elitist an elitist attitude. Like, why would you go to these dens of iniquity? You know what I mean? Nobody's been direct with you. No, I had so many people that were direct with me when I would tell people. But, but I also they, didn't like. They ask, also, they, they also, you know, that was also a lot when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, see, 20, I started you know. when I was in my third. I was thirty, yeah. thirty-one. But I definitely felt that that ward I was telling you about when we moved to they would have said something. They didn't. They thought I was very light-minded because I would make jokes out of everything. Sure. And I'm not talking about. I wasn't making jokes that were inappropriate. Yeah. I was just anything that came up, I would joke. Yeah. And they, they're like, yeah. Well, you can't. What you can't have up? loud laughter. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. Was, what is up with? Yeah. What's up with Jokey Man over That's here? That's a Doctrine and Covenants reference where it yeah. says well, basically don't light have loud light, laughter. Light-mindedness? L- loud laughter and light-mindedness? It wasn't I it, don't or? remember. I don't remember for sure. But, but I know loud laughter is in there. So nobody nobody was explicit with you. Nobody has expressed explicit disappointment that... Other than they, my parents? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they're they're, much, they're, anyway, they're yeah. very supportive now. But yeah. certainly, I mean... I told them I was going to be a stay-at-home dad first, so I think that softened it. You're like, they you were know, like, you can't do that. To take care of the kids. Take yeah. care of the kids. Don't do that. Well, you know, what's, you know what's funny? When yeah. you mentioned to soften your parents, Yeah, I think in some ways that that's kind of how things went for us with Mormonism is in terms of my wife's family in particular, yeah. is I think that because... I left the church and then we broke up, you know, and then we yeah. were separated. Yeah. I think that they were so supportive and happy that we got, that we fixed our marriage and we stayed <laughs> together that they're like, don't bug him about the Mormon thing, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, was yeah. a little bit of you that. Gotta pick your battles. That, that kind yeah. of like, well, don't chase him off, you know? Right. And so he seems I was like, like a good guy. I was like, and uh, he'll come back. I was around. like, well, we should have probably gotten separated <laughs> just to take the heat off of me about leaving the church. Yeah. That's a very common thing they say, uh, like internet atheists and stuff. When they say, if you have Christian parents, say you're 16 or 17 or whatever, yeah. they're like, tell, first tell your parents you're gay. Right. And then be like, JK. I yeah. just don't believe I just in don't this believe anymore. God anymore. And they go, oh, thank God. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> very common. Where do you land, Travis? I don't know if I've, I've heard that much on any of these yet. Well, I'm agnostic atheist. Agno- I don't believe in uh, anything he says. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I think you and I are very similar in that regard yeah. uh, in terms of, I think. I, I hate labels, but I would call myself an ag- agnostic, uh, leaning atheist. What, what I think about at this point is I think that if there, if there indeed is, and I, I, I will quickly acknowledge, I don't think I'm smart enough to know. I really yeah, don't. No, and that's sure. where the agnostic we part comes in. We have tiny meat brains. I, and I'm There's not. no way we can And I'm dumber than a lot, you know? And um, <laughs> So I don't think I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not smart enough to be like, I know. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I said that a lot as a Mormon. I was like, I yeah, have no, this thing is true. And right. I don't say it anymore. I don't say that I know that there's nothing. I know that there's this. I just yeah. say, this is kind of where I'm landing. And I yeah. do tend to believe that if there is a God, and there's a lot of things with the way that nature is put together. And I feel very, again, I'm getting into that same territory as Chase. I feel very spiritual at times when I'm in Yellowstone. Honestly, when I'm at a yeah. great concert, live music makes me feel very like, yeah. I feel very spiritual. Well, you as um, a stand-up can understand it. Me and Seth have talked about this many times. Like The energy you feel in a room isn't something I can scientifically quantify or explain. Right. The, right. the shift when you start to bomb, yes. the explosion you feel when you're when killing you it. When you kill. Yeah. When you can read the room and tell them. Like, when you kill yeah. and you know that Jesus put that feeling in your heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's amazing. It's you're like. Yeah. yeah. That's um, divinity. But I feel those yeah. things. When I'm in Yellowstone, when I'm in Yosemite, I feel connected to nature. And, and so I'm acknowledging that there could be something. I do believe if there is if there is someone who built this and, and created it, I think that he is sort of like, I did that and I have moved on to other things. And it's more laissez-faire. You know, he's, mm. he's, if there is a creator, then I don't think he's active in what we are doing. And, and I, I come to that conclusion in some respects, probably out of self-preservation of like, that yeah. answers why he, he doesn't answer because he couldn't when have I'm, been watching what was happening. He wasn't watching what was happening with right. me. And just letting it And there it are go. a lot of instances like that yeah. of, yeah, childhood I feel that same way. I mean, famine, to yeah. poverty, cancer. Same as you, but right. like, I do feel like, like if he's re- if there's really some omnipotent being out there watching everything, he's a bit of a dick. That's that. Like I I've said that. Feel okay about that? I've said the same thing. I'm like, if if there is a god who's paying attention to us, I I don't want to know him because I'm I've got some yeah. issues with how some things like, went. It's like and if I'm, he, uh, you know, if he can't do anything, then why call him God at all? And if he can do something and chooses not to. Then that's not a god I'd want to worship to begin with. Yeah, I, I land very, very, I, I land very land. close to you on that, Travis. Very, okay. very similar uh, take to that. Of so, I tend to think if there is, I think it's more like I've set this in motion, and it's up to them to figure things out. Yeah, and that that could be okay too. I I definitely am left going. Mm. I don't know what happens when we close our eyes for the last time. I don't know. Yeah, I, that to me, that's why I, I always say agnosticism. I do too, because I'm like, there might maybe be. I do close my eyes, and there's just. I don't. I just don't. Nothing. Just like sure. you don't even. Yeah, like I look at. I always say uh, the afterlife might be a lot like uh, for me, 1989, because I was born in 1990. I don't yeah. know what happened in 1989. Yeah. I never experienced a second of it. Right. But right. when I die, is it the same thing? Well, you know what I mean. It's yeah. the same. Like I don't know what was going on. Just non-consciousness. Here. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, when I tell people yeah. this, sometimes who are very religious, they're like, "I can't believe that you wouldn't want an afterlife." I'm like, "No, no, no! Don't get me wrong. No, I want. I one. would like to be able to close <laughs> that would my eyes." I I will be the, so thrilled if I'm like close my eyes and then I'm not here and I'm somewhere else and it's yeah. dope you know I'm like this right. is so cool I'll be I'll be the first to be like oh I guess I was wrong about that um, yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad I'm okay with that I would like I would like to think that it's but I'm also going to spend a lot of time now in this life to go I want to make a mark particularly on my children yeah. and on the people I come in contact with. So there is something of me that lives on no matter what. They're just yeah, I want yeah. that impact in the world in some way. I want to be memorable and not just in a um, social media influencer way. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Well, especially since you're <laughs> off. Now that I'm off social media, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just that one off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, I I'd yeah, like, I'd like for there to be. I appreciate a, that an extra thing. I don't um, think we're supposed to live our religion so that we are 
sacrificing this life for the next. I don't. A lot of people do. So a lot of people do. A lot of people. Yes. I mean, I think there are certain things that we should refrain from. Right. But I don't think that means not living. Have you? Okay. So here's the questions. I'm trying to remember from the other conversation. Have you never had alcohol at all? Never. Okay. Well, and that's okay. Yeah, I would also right. never try and talk you into drinking. Yeah. I will tell you that I I enjoy it at this point. Like, sure. And and the funny thing is, like, I'm, I'm not an I'm not an abuser of it. Like, I'm pretty good at the moderation. And I thought during the pandemic, I was like, this is yeah. dangerous. Uh-oh. Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I really like. Right. I found over the last several years that I really like really good bourbon. Um, like I, and, yeah, you know, I, I collected a little bit. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've come to really like some of, some of the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But not in a way where it's like, I just want to get plastered. I right. just have never quite been that person either. Yeah. Um, just cause I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't grow up partying. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. To me, there's just nothing that, um, attracts me to that experience and that's so. that's totally fine too my yeah. s- my middle son my uh, he's my second son my middle child he has narcolepsy and so he has a thing where you know the medicines he takes he should never drink alcohol he yeah, just right. shouldn't and so right. i would never be like yeah but you gotta try this it's so good <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yeah 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 you know and, yeah and yeah if somebody were i can see a lot of the the bad that comes with it too but i also think that um it, it wasn't originally the thing and then it became the thing because people were abusing it. I think is is yeah. what happened. Is and You're talking so, about prohibition. Well, not just prohibition, but I, I'm talking about no, Mormonism. Know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, in, yeah. they drank in the yeah, early days of, of, of the church. I mean, yeah, yeah, Brigham they, Young had a recipe that yeah. of his of, of a particular. Yeah. They drank. They smoked. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until like, Emma, yeah. until a woman ruined it all. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. With, uh, shellfish. Yeah. Uh, like one, you made I that twenty five percent of people have right. shellfish allergy, uh-huh. something like that. So you might as well be like, all right. No one gets shellfish. <laughs> yeah, but well, it's no like more. now with peanut butter, <laughs> right. peanut sandwiches. Yeah, you, know you can what I mean? see a, a modern religion being like, "All right, no more nuts." Yeah, no peanuts. Uh, Timmy is very dead. Uh, yeah, we, can't. we don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, other than demons are here. <laughs> yeah. And with the shellfish example, it's also that's a time period when they didn't have a good way to deal with it either. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? No idea what was going and on. And they don't have, you know, they don't have. Uh, and you mentioned, it, I think, on another episode about pork and trichinosis and and oh, like yeah. the pork yeah. handling and. So they're yeah. like, let's just shut it down. Let's right. shut it all down. Is, right. Touching yourself, a... same thing. <laughs> yeah. Touch. I once I touched myself, I stopped. I never. <laughs> I never went to school anymore. I couldn't get good grades. So you should all stop touching yourself. You're like, hold on, man. I think you had a problem. I think yeah. you, yeah, touched yourself too much. Right. Um. But yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. Same with alcohol. Like, it's yeah. just amazing how much God knows. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. He does. He's <laughs> omnipotent. I hope he knows oh, everything. That's the right. idea, right? Have yeah. you had any other former Mormons on? I haven't gotten no. to all your episodes yet. I'm the first yeah. form form foreman. Is that well, because you you're me? the f- yeah, you're the yeah. first form, former Mormon. No, that's a mouthful. Former. Mer- oh my. Mormon. Yeah. It's former tough. Mormon. Right. There we go. I yeah, didn't you're know the yet. first know. one that I've known as a comic. Okay. Because yeah. I've only really had comics on the show. Right, because other people suck. comics know how to have a conversation that's tough without taking it personally. Yeah, at least when it's about things that's not how good they are at comedy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be- I'm not going to bring comics on and be like, "Your joke's not funny because right. of this." Right. But right. we can talk about things that are important to us. Yeah, that we can also be. Uh, that's true. I jovial about. I didn't know, think about it. In take terms with some of, levity. I didn't think about it in terms of you. 
everybody you have on is a comic. Yeah. I didn't think about it in those terms. Yeah. So that's that's and that was a conscious choice. One yeah. was that oh, it was yeah. me trying to build up my own comedic name yeah. within the community here in yeah. LA. But the other yeah. was really to have a sincere conversation with someone who wouldn't take any jokes personally or feel attacked. Right. Do you, do, you, mad, do, do you That's feel attacked so. today? Did I no. attack you? Okay, good. I hope you don't feel attacked. I don't feel attacked. I, I thought this was a great conversation. See, I can look you in the eye more when I'm not talking about When, when I'm talking about it earlier, I'm like, let's look well, down. Well, because you're talking about super personal very stuff. Very personal stuff. I get it is, that. It is. And it's the funny thing because I've, I started, I've only started talking about a lot of these things. Not just the church thing, but no, right. these other within things. Within two years. Within like the last two years of yeah. my life. That's two, three years. And I didn't tell my Pretty wife. Fun. Yeah. We had been married almost 25 right. years. And we had this wedge that is like what that she didn't he, understand he has things going on yeah. that he gets very distant and he gets very closed off and right. he hates his stepdad you know what i mean like hates yeah. him and i yeah. don't know why and his grandma thinks he's and right. you know thinks he's like she's like why don't you like him and i was yeah. like i can't have my grandma die just thinking, thinking that i'm an like right. i'm cool but justify it's not that that's yeah, not yeah, the thing yeah. that makes right. me that um right i wasn't gonna swear on your podcast now i've done it several times it's okay um but uh, that was the thing that now that I'm talking about it, I'm almost sometimes I think I'm too open now. <laughs> like once you get unburdened, <laughs> no, it's good, man. Let it out. But but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. once you get un unburdened um, with something that you've been carrying, this is big dark secret, and yeah. you yeah. feel this weight on your shoulders. Once you start talking, about it, you're like that feels good. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And then I'm in the line of the grocery store. I'm like, you know, my stepdad touched me, and uh, <laughs> you know. Like I've been through some stuff too. Like you didn't have you didn't have you didn't have you didn't have enough uh, cash for everything you had in your items. Right. My stepdad touched me, and like <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying, like we all experienced some sir, bad stuff. Did, did you find everything you needed today? <laughs> I did, but you know, I not all the healing I could have used. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Dude, what island is what island is healing on? And they're like it's ice cream, and I'm yeah, like telling, yeah, yeah. No, I've found that. That's how I got uh, to where I'm at. Oh I, my god! No, I've loved this conversation. Thank yeah, I you did so too. much for coming. I did on. too. I, I had a good time having the conversation. Uh, I'd talk about it anytime. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear you guys talk about oh, the Banner Heaven. I can't wait. It's have you? Be you fun. Have, did you? You talked about the book like you've. Have you read the book? The book? No. Okay. I've, I've, I'm a big fan of the series. I'm going to be honest. Big fan. Mm-hmm. I watched the series. I need to read the book because yeah, now I, I read know the book that too, now. there's no um, proxy. There's no, mm-hmm. ad, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you read any of Krakauer's book? Are you a reader? Are you a big reader? None. Not that, not that much. I'm honest, not anymore. Yeah. I yeah. used to be, and I'm best with nonfiction. I'm a little dyslexic, so I really have to. Like, I love audiobooks. Okay. Mainly because I look at a book in my brain. Panics. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, uh, I'm getting more into great novels now that I'm like, oh, you can audiobook. Yeah, anything. anything. Dude, right. the LA Public Library has the best app I've ever had. You oh, can nice. Just any audiobook at any yeah. time. It's beautiful. I yeah. I have stopped reading as much, but the things that I still will consume pretty regularly is the things I'll make it through the fastest is um, uh, nonfiction. Yeah, that's the stuff that oh, I can yeah. get through the quickest. Um, the narrative stuff, I'll put it down. I'll come back. I'll be like, I don't remember what just happened. Yeah, and I have to reread pages. But um, I, you know, the uh, the Krakauer books are. Fascinating. Well beyond this one, uh, he has some phenomenal uh, nonfiction books, and he has a similar storytelling. True crime esque. No, not not necessarily really? true crime. This like is... Into Thin Air was one where he really made it big. That was kind of his first. Into Thin Air is fantastic. It's about the ever. He was on the Everest expedition when when it went really south, and they lost several people. And he was he was there writing about it for yeah. Outdoor Magazine. Yeah. Well, they left him for dead. Not him, someone else. It was someone else. Yeah, I thought he, he was the guy. He was that came not back. one of the Left for Dead. And there gotcha. are some conflicting, you know, accounts. 
uh, about it because there's some different perspectives on it. But then he yeah. also wrote, wrote Into the Wild about Christopher McCandless as the kid who oh, yeah. went off and ended up living in the woods. And he writes from this perspective right. of going, I'm not writing to judge this kid because I kind of understand what this kid has going on. I remember right. being that kid a little bit. But he goes and he goes too far and he gets himself in and over his head and he dies. And mm, right. and then he's got a great book about Pat Tillman um, that just sort of unfolds all the stuff that Pat Tillman kind of got held up as sort of this rah-rah mascot. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he talks about it. He got killed by friendly fire. And, uh, you know, it's so he's a really good nonfiction writer in terms of he writes nonfiction as though it were fiction. It has that flow to yeah. it. Uh, oh, like nice. like one of my favorite books is in Cold Blood, the the Truman Capote mm-hmm. about the murders in Kansas in the fifties, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing where it, it flows not clinical, but it feels like it's being told by a, a fiction storyteller. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. There we go. I'll definitely have to check. I'd love out. to have you back because your I would love your to. your professional career is also fascinating. I have a lot of stuff. I, know. I got a lot of I crazy know. stuff. And maybe, uh, anyways, we'll have to check in with you on the under yeah. the banner of heaven stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. coming up on two hours. <laughs> Are we? We haven't even heard an hour yeah. thirty six. Yeah, this podcast, this episode has it's been a deep one. It's a deep one, baby. Fascinating, but well, like I said, I was looking forward to it. It's yeah, it's going to be a little different when it's like we both know a lot about. One thing, one thing, which is the topic, of and I'm going to do a lot to justify my he- my heathen, yeah, you hey, know, my heading to the dark I, side. You know, well, what I mean? like I said, this is if I I'm going to become a son of perdition, I got to really justify it to you, <laughs> right? But I, I really think this is there's a there's an epidemic of people leaving the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints that faith. A lot of people are leaving that faith mm-hmm. right now that are my age. Yeah. And so I know a lot of listeners, a lot of family members are going to be having these conversations or wanting to. Not sure how to do it. Do and you, I really think it's you got to come from a place of just understanding. Do you it's think not, you have listeners who would not listen to this episode because... because I don't think so. Oh, okay. With your listeners. Um, yeah, I don't think so. There might be some. And they're not just... But, I will, to be fair, I don't think they're just leaving um, Mormonism. I think... That oh, no. It's an epidemic leaving, It's an epidemic in terms of religion. religion. I think yeah. that religion yeah. is... Organized religion is on yeah, the down. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, it's interesting. And yeah. And it is. It was really interesting for me because I felt like such an outcast, and, and that's the reason why we got separated. But when I discovered um, the Mormon Stories podcast, mm-hmm. I started to hear other. I was like, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And all yeah. of a sudden, you go, I'm not a freak. I'm not this black sheep. I'm not this disappointment. I the things that I'm feeling, other people feel similarly when they've learned them. We all have our different little pet. Like right. this is the thing the that issues. really drove me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, a lot of once you realize you're not it's the same thing as as the abuse. It's the same thing as a lot of these things. When you realize I'm not the only one who's experienced it. Yeah. It's there is some uh some comfort in that of going I'm not just completely on this. Yeah, of course. You know. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank True you facts, for coming man. on. True facts. Anything yeah. you want to plug before we yeah. sign out? Heck yeah, I yeah. do. I need to plug because I got booted off of uh, Facebook for no reason that I know of, and I'm trying to get back on. But <laughs> right. So I've got two two shows that I would plug. Um, yeah. I, September 23rd, a Friday, I am headlining uh, Last Best Comedy in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, that is almost entirely sold out, so they added a 10.30 show. So there's a couple tickets for 8, and then there's a 10 or ten o'clock. 
So if you're in Bozeman, Montana, do you have a lot of listeners in Bozeman, Montana? I, I hope so, because otherwise this plug doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the other big one is um, I am filming my first hour comedy special uh, November 5th at the Main in Newhall, California. Yeah. And I need to promote that because um, I can't put ads on Facebook right now because <laughs> they yeah, have baby. made it. I just was, I literally was going to start posting about that today right? because the ticket link is up now. Um, but uh, Send me the ticket link. I'll I will put send it in you, the show notes. I will send you the ticket link. Yeah. And uh, if you're in Newhall, uh, come see me do an hour. Um, uh, I talk a little bit about being Mormon, but not a lot. Um, yeah. And it's it's pretty jokey jokey about it, you know, <laughs> because I still like, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, right. But uh, no, I'm doing my uh, first hour special. I don't know what I'll do That's with it exciting. when I film it, but I'm going to, it's going to be, it's going to be really professionally shot. It's yeah. going to be professionally directed, and I'm excited about it because I've got all this material that I've been working on for the last 11 years, and I'm ready to have a lot of it yeah. on something that really time capsules it, right. if that makes sense. 100%. And yeah, then you can, follow, you can follow me on Twitter. You used to be able to follow me on Instagram as well, but uh, when that comes back, at Jeff Makes Jokes. And then I also have a podcast that has about 60 episodes up called Who Did It First? That's nice. a fun a uh, podcast about things that we take for granted. Who was the first person to uh, the f- who was the f- person that came up with a chainsaw? Who was the person that came up with a refrigerator? Who was oh, the first person fun. to milk a cow? So it's yeah. all those things, and then we kind of take off from there. That's cool. And we have about sixty episodes. We did that for a little over a year. Oh, that's great. So okay, beautiful. Yeah. Well, now you know where to find Mister Jeff Frame. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, one quick note: I have a show on September thirteenth in uh, what. Anyway, Carl's bad. I'll put it in the notes to come on out. That theater is almost sold out. Very exciting stuff. Travis, anything for you? I'll uh, just look up the date. I think it's September 29th. I'm hosting the Ontario Improv with uh, Josh Potter's headlining. Oh, excellent. To, uh, host for nice. Look at us being successful and doing stuff. Yeah. That's great. And then you're doing uh, you're doing my show at some point. What, yeah, do that's you in October. Is it October? Yeah. Yeah, sometime in October. October 11th or something? Yeah, like I have that? an every Tuesday show that you're doing yeah, at a brewery. At a brewery because we want to bring all the Mormons <laughs> we can <laughs> into brewery. our brewery. That's how I'm trying to trick you. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they do free pizza and also free beer, and eventually he'll be like, why not? Yeah, it's good. The yeah. house drinks are terrible. The, the, house, the house soda? The soda. You don't like their soda? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But I'll probably clip that out. Anyways, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us this week. Have a great one. All right. Jesus, he is the way.